I swear. Wrestling Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our own personal therapy session, or as other people like to call it in other circles, the A Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast. Uh, Andy Quilden, as always, joined by Andy Boy Simmons. Andy, how are you? I'm very good, thank you, Andy. Uh, how are you? I'm all right, thanks, yeah. Getting stressed? Always. Always everything in hand? I w- I've got like a... I'm, I'm really scared that um, I'm getting another... Do you remember that when I had that massive lump on the back of my head? Are you, are you getting one on the side of your head? Yeah, I think so. I yeah. noticed it. Oh... Yeah, I did, and I thought, oh, five minutes ago, I was like, oh, I wonder if that's another one I'm those. really worried that it's going to develop, like, because it can disappear, but it could turn into that. And okay. like it was Just to give a bit of context, if you go back and watch your first show, your call. My second one. The second one, was it? Okay. Yeah. I'd gone through quite a hard time. You had, and, uh, yeah. And it all kind of got got to me a little bit, and now I'm going through a hard time again. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so let's hope. Let's hope that it clears itself up. I'm sure okay. it will. So, um, yeah. Bet you're pleased I brought that up on here. Oh, you know. Well, I could have just not referenced it. You were about to talk about it, so. Well, I was just saying I'm a bit stressed out. I had a hard time. But yeah. But you're still set. You're all set already. I'm surrounded by boxes and boxes of T-shirts, which yeah. will all be available at the merchandise table. Go see uh, Japanese wrestling superstar Zoe Lucas at the weekend. Who's just come back from a trip in Japan. How was it, Zoe? Really good. Really good. That's all she's got. Thanks, Zoe. Um, she said really good in case you didn't hear her on the microphone as well. Like, you need to get into that, you know, making sure that people can hear her. I said it. Oh, so she might not have heard. You, you, She probably wouldn't have been heard because... No, no, I repeated it. She oh, okay. said really good. And I went, really good. Thanks, Zoe. That's all. That's okay. all I felt it was like you just being like... Sarcastic oh. in response to Zoe. Yeah. No, I was quoting yeah. her. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Um, well, I'm glad we cleared that one up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Strong Style of Old UK is coming to the UK this weekend. We've got, like, the largest collection of New Japan pro wrestlers ever to have set foot in the UK at the same time. Is it sold out yet? Um, so, Milton Keynes sold out, um, and then we've added some tickets, which we're calling them possible restricted view tickets. I looked at it, and I was like, there's no way those seats are restricted view, but the venue has suggested they're restricted view. Okay. It's basically based upon there's, um, pillars throughout the yeah I mean if you're sat behind a pillar no you're not sat behind a pillar it's like to do with sight lines but it's based off of ice hockey so when you're so if you think about it when you're looking at a wrestling show you're looking at the centre of the room the the ring whereas if you're watching an ice hockey game you're scanning the whole rink the whole rink yeah backwards and forwards backwards and forwards so because you've got um, you'll have like a pillar to the left of you for lack of a better term like you know if if you're scanning across part of that view might be obstructed by a, a okay. pillar. But so that's 18 that, foot square, you'll be just fine. Because you'll, you'll just be looking directly at it. Okay. That's a theory anyway. But, you know, we put that disclaimer in, um, in there anyway. So we've not sold many of those um, restricted view seats anyway because, unfortunately, it doesn't say, sound very appealing, does it? No, it doesn't really. No, no. But, but anyway, you can give a reassurance. You're very confident absolutely, that I am very there confident. is no. Yeah. No, uh, and um, and Manchester, last time I checked, there were 53 tickets left to Manchester um, and that would bring us up to our 3,000 sold out capacity. Right. So if you want to come, get in quick. Get in there quick. And you can only assume probably between now and the next few days, between now and Sunday, those 53 tickets are going to go. I'm quietly confident, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, so that's it. That's kind of exciting. Yeah. Okay. What else have you been doing? Anything? I've had a horrible week, Andy. Yeah. Yeah, my little boy had to go to hospital on Monday. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you told me. Yeah. Mm. So, sh- should I tell the story? I think. Yeah, let's not break too many hearts. Well, it's not really going to break any hearts, is it? Because I just want to stress he's okay now. Yeah. Okay. Well, you didn't. You hadn't mentioned that yet. You just said he'd gone to hospital. So yeah, he's back home he's now. He's back home. Yeah. Um. So, uh, on Monday, after I got back home, so he's had. So again, this is like people tuned in to listen to wrestling, and now they're listening to like uh, baby woes. Yeah. It's yeah. like an episode of Trisha. Um. So, um. He he's been constipated for a few days. Okay. Since Thursday, and we get to Monday, and finally he has a uh, a diarrhea explosion mm-hmm. Monday night, um, and it was kind of during the football, and that's an important note for what I'll come back to in a second. So it was during the football, we had like a diarrhea explosion, and um, and then just went all floppy, and he looked really ill. He went like a pale, real, really, really pale. It was really kind of quite alarming. And I. And I picked him up and took him downstairs, and um, we put him on the on the sofa, and he was not very well. And uh, his his breathing was like really slow. He wasn't responding to anything, and like he's a very responsive kid, so you know it was kind of very worrying. So we dialed the whatever one 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 one, which is another thing which will come back in today's that one 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 will come back in today's story. Oh yes, um, it will. Yeah. So um, so we dialed one one one. And when we was kind of getting on the phone to them, it looked like he stopped breathing. So I hung up and called 999, which is only the third time I've had to call 999 in my life. Okay. Just for, you know, I'm a storyteller, so just yeah. giving you the <laughs> information. Um, and an ambulance came. And fair play to him. The ambulance was there within, like, minutes, literally. Was like, it, so yeah. the first, the first, um, The first guy was there within five minutes, I'd say. And then within the next 15 minutes, the ambulance came. Um and uh, by the time the ambulance came, it started to perk up a little bit. Um, and I think people, st- I think the ambulance um, people were thinking uh, my wife was mad because he's, he's it started to perk up a little bit. But then, fortunately, well, not fortunately, but it was fortunately in respect that it meant he could get the tests he needed when they were carrying him. Like they decided they'd take him to the uh, antenatal assessment unit just to be on the safe side. Um, when they carry in, carrying him out, like he kind of went limp again. So they saw exactly what we were talking about. Um, and he went to a hospital. But as I mentioned earlier about the football, so the football was on the telly. Right, I'm quite clearly not watching the football. <laughs> and the ambulance man was like, mate, can you turn the football off or turn the sound off or something? Oh, did he really? Like, as if I was watching the football. As if that was a priority. Yeah, yeah. and like, do you know what I mean? To you it's me, like, I watched yeah, it, yeah, like, yeah. And like, it was just on the... T- do you know what I mean? Like, my child... He's really ill. Yeah. The last thing I'm going to do is like, oh, where's remote control so I can turn the football off? Sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. Like You've switched off from the football yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that happened. Okay. I was going to punch him. Yeah. But, um, but no, so then uh, he went to a hospital and uh, it turns out he's just got a nasty stomach virus is what they suspect. Um, all the tests came back all right. Um, but I've never been so scared in all my life. And I think uh, it's, it's weird because I said to you, I th- I'm pretty sure we discussed it on this podcast when like... Uh, when I said about having him originally, you know, it's just like, um, like the priorities of the world kind of change, don't they? Mm-hmm. And like you, like, you know, like you love someone more than you love yourself. Sure. Right. And like, I, I love my, my wife. I, I mentioned this in NCT. I got so many horrible looks. They said, what are you most looking <laughs> forward to? And I said, my answer, cause they like, 
because I always try to make people laugh, right? Yeah. Because I wanted to be that guy. We discussed our, our search for friendship, right? Yeah. And I wanted to be the class clown. I was like, I can reinvent myself as a class clown. Only my jokes just went over everyone's heads. Okay. Right, so... It's all their fault. So, well, it is. <laughs> they were like, what are you most looking forward to for being a parent? And I said, to love someone more than I love myself. And they're all like, <gasps> I don't believe you just said that. Your <laughs> wife sat next to you. And I was like, no, not like that. I'm like... Yeah, know, I get like, you, yeah. I mean, like... It's almost like a better word to a better word would use be to prioritise someone. Yeah, because the way the way I put it is like, so I love my wife very much, right? But I'm not letting my wife have some of my cheesecake. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'd be pissed off if she comes and scoops in and takes my cheesecake. Mm -hmm. But Calvin, and I'm saying it now when he can only drink milk and can't actually (laughs) eat cheesecake. But Calvin could have as much as my cheesecake as he likes. Yeah, and I think that's that is a lovely way of putting it. That's a difference. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's what I tried to explain to him. Um, But. yeah, probably too late for Lead that. Balloon, was it? And then I had to explain to Hayley yeah. afterwards, just in case, just in case she was angry at me for making that comment. I then had to explain to her afterwards. You know, when I made that comment, I was only trying to make people laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, but yeah, so he's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cut the hooligans outside. Um, typical Portsmouth. We've just had, just for those of you who don't know, like we've just had, had this moving moment here um, when we're talking about, uh, you know, families and life and whatever. And I've got someone effing and blinding outside the office window. So it's not nice, is it? So I hope, hope you didn't pick that up on the... Uh, no. But just to clarify, we love Portsmouth. Right. You were like, typical Portsmouth. We like Portsmouth. Love Portsmouth. Yeah, it's all right, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You live here. You live here. I lived here. Yeah, I chose I'd like to, to move I back chose here. I to live here. Yeah, you yeah. Move, yeah. yeah. Maybe we can get into your woes of that. Yeah, one day. Uh, later yeah. today, yeah. Um, so yeah, that okay. was uh, that was that. And uh, um, but yeah, he's fine now. And uh, the other thing I would add as well, because I, d- I was thinking when this moment happened, I was like, oh, this will make a great podcast story for the opening of a podcast. And I am where we're like ten minutes in now, and like whatever. <laughs> but um, on uh, on Sunday, I had to go to a christening. Right, so Haley's friends child was getting christened on sunday right so we turn up to the church and uh the vicar comes over to us as we come in and he says is, he goes is this a godparent and i was like no and then Haley's like oh actually i think i might be i might like, be what well, how do you not how do you not know this <laughs> yeah right and then and yeah. then the service goes on and then they invite the godparents to the front of the stage. Haley is confirmed that Haley is. Oh, a thank God! She didn't just get up and right. go. I think that. Yeah, I'll take it. So they get up, uh, and because uh, the vicar had like some cards which had names on, and that was. And uh, I was like, "How can you? First of all, how can you not remember being asked to be a godparent? And second of all, how can you not tell your husband that this is what's going on? And we're going to his christening, and so we're sat there, and she's feeding Calvin like throughout the. The sermon. I'm not really sure what the etiquette are about boobies and churches, but she's giving him a probably feed terrible etiquette feeds during the. I think it's more liberal now. I think it's more open. No, you're allowed. Yeah. Um. So like, uh, she's feeding him, and then of course the second that he's taken away from that boobie, unless he's, you know, finished eating, God. he kicks right off, right? Did he? So she's called to the front of a stage, and she prizes the little boy off of the breast. <laughs> Whilst asking me Jeez. to, whilst asking me to carefully pull her top down so she doesn't expose her, okay. her bare breast to the entire congregation. I can only imagine, yeah. And uh, 
You didn't think take a bottle to this one, though. And I didn't know <laughs> what was going on. No, okay. I didn't know. I like I didn't know she was going to be a, a godparent. So yeah, so she prizes him off the breast and passes him to me, and uh, he kicks right off, right. And I swear, the moment it was only like. I don't know. It was probably like minutes. Like, and we're probably talking like three, four, five minutes at the most, right? But all of a sudden, I have like everyone around me. Like, I just feel like everyone's staring at me. And I'm sure no one is staring at me. And I've never wanted to be that bad parent. So Calvin's crying. Calvin's crying. For five minutes. And I start sweating. and No, and like, but the thing was, I kept calming him down and getting him to stop crying. And I was like, and at first, I got him to stop crying straight away. And I was like, nailing it you're like this is easy I'm like the best parent in the world right and then he starts (laughs) uh, uh, and I'm like no 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 change position like you know like and I'm like and I'm thinking I know how to stop this will be if I pick him up and walk around with him and he can look around at the pretty uh, you know the pretty windows and stuff around the church you'd love that well Lindsay calls them soothers but I think I grew up with them with a a dummy they're called dummies aren't they yeah can you I feel awkward saying dummy now so I'm I'm just like oh you got a soother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, he doesn't have a dummy because okay. uh, we want him to have nice teeth. Okay. So that's a theory as well. I don't know how true that is. But well, I think I've heard that as a kid, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had a dummy when I was little. Oh, oh, yeah, and so my dad well. used to put honey on my dummy to shut me up. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So, okay. Um, explains my sweet tooth. Um, it probably explains all my crooked bottom teeth as well. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but it doesn't <laughs> matter because I was asked once if I was gonna if I wanted a brace. Yeah. Right? Um, but I've got a lovely front top line of teeth, right? Yes. But if you look at my bottom rung, which no one ever sees, mm. not so oh, yeah. straight and nice, are they? Yeah. But no one sees it, so it's like, oh, don't go for all that. Doesn't pain. matter. Doesn't um, matter. Would have been on the NHS as well, but whatever. Who cares? Um, anyway, um, so yeah, that was a that was a moment for me, and I managed to get him quiet-ish. But like, I swear, every time I got him quiet, he started crying again. I just felt everyone looking at me. Everyone's like. Oh, I think I'd have felt the same too. I was like, oh my God, I just wanted the ground to swallow me up. Do you know what decent parents do though? What? They leave. They go listen. Because I was at a funeral about a month ago and there was a young kid there that was crying and the dad just took him out. So, Left him outside. Okay, so number one, at the funeral, I can see that. That was a joke by the way, he didn't really leave the kid outside, he went outside. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 So, um, for for a funeral, I can understand a lot more, right? Um, the vicar did make a point of saying, if any babies cry, don't worry about it. We don't mind. Oh, did they? So, okay, is that put your ease? But, but um, I was like, if I get up and walk out, am I going to be judged by Haley's friends for walking out? Because once, and this is, once I made a comment at my wedding, I was so drunk, right? And um, and it was his friend, actually. And I said to Haley, Haley's friend, I was like, you know, you're my favourite of all Haley's friends. Okay. Right? I was just drunk, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I was just being nice, and but like, I like this friend because she's a nice girl. Do you know what I mean? Like, sure, get, we know some of other uh, Haley's other friends, don't we? Yeah, yeah. but like, she's, she, do you know what I mean? She's just a nice girl. Like, and, and you know, if you wanted to babysit her for your kid, you could trust her to do it. Do you okay. know what I mean? And I'd say that's probably there's not many people I'd say that about. I can guarantee it's not Jenna. Definitely not. Definitely, uh, who is Buttercup? Yeah, who is one yeah. of your wife's friends? Yes. Yeah, just through coincidence, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, so I said that to to her. One of Haley's friends behind me, she uh, she overheard that, and then the big scandal around 
This was Lou, at your wedding? Yeah, that was right. at my wedding. It was yep. at the end of the wedding. But then the big scandal the next few days after, I was off on honeymoon, like, enjoying myself. A big scandal when we got back was, Andy hates us all. Oh, really? Like, uh, oh, well, God. I didn't say that. No. I just said I have favourites. Yeah. So... Yeah, you know I've so, yeah, and and then uh, yeah, and then I never got invited to that one's wedding, even though she was invited. She was a bridesmaid for my wedding, and she didn't even invite me to her wedding. Like joke was on her because I was in New Orleans anyway when her wedding happened. But, yeah, uh, you know, maybe she knew that. No, she didn't. No, I wasn't okay. invited. I wasn't invited at all. Not even to the um, the deal reception at the end. Or not even reception at the end. Yeah. That's a bit odd. Because she hated me. Because yeah, but that's that. still very odd. Jeremy you know, to revenge. invite Sweet not inv- <laughs> not invite a husband. Mm. One thing, not invite a boyfriend or whatever, but. Husband and yeah. Anyway, let's talk about some wrestling. Shall we? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, um, well, I don't know. You, uh, do you want me to talk about what I did w- at the weekend? Or it's not really essential, but we had a good, good little show on Sunday in aid of the Solent Diabetes Association. What I will say, Andy. Yeah. And I'm just I'm bullying you a little bit on air. All right, right? fine. But you always we always discuss to the trainees about the pictures you put on your social media. Go on. To make it look like you're, um, you know, doing some good shows. Mm. Yeah, I, I didn't put anything on my social media. I saw a picture on your social media this morning, um, where you were. Oh, on my Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but I know I can say that. Do it as was, I say. No, 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 no. I know that um, it wasn't a. Particular, it's actually a cropped photo for a start. So you can see the back wall, though. Yeah, you can see the back wall, but you also can't see the people behind. Do you know what I mean? It behind the wall. I'm not going to pretend. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend it's a show with 500 people because it wasn't. But it was a it was a little community centre wrestling show. I'd say 150 chairs were out and 150 seats were full. So and that was for Ultimate Pro Wrestling Mark Fry, who used our ring and has booked our ring for a lot more shows. So I don't suggest you slag him off. I'm not slagging him off. I'm simply saying. <laughs> That's a fair comment, but I mean, but the but the uh, but the tweet was not about wrestling. It was about the condition of my muscles. Okay. So, a fair point. Did we do say that? But I didn't think it looked. It didn't look terrible. Do you know what I mean? It just wasn't a big venue. No, so, it wasn't. No. Um, so, um, but I'm just being horrible. And I might be underestimating. There might be more than 150 people there actually. And I'm just being horrible. I'm just okay. <laughs> reiterating. Not every show can be strong style evolved. Okay. You don't learn to wrestle at Strong Style Evolve. You go, you learn to wrestle in community centres. But you already know tambles. how to wrestle. That's what I'm saying, right? <laughs> all right. Sell yourself well, you book me on some kids. good shows. And I'll get some better pictures up, all right? You can still use some pictures from those couple of your cool shows you did. <laughs> I look good in those pictures, actually. Maybe I will. Um, you were going through a particular weightlifting regime around that I time, trained really, you? really hard to be yeah. in the ring with Harry Smith. <laughs> yeah, because he was enormous. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, in fact... That music video I saw that recently, and there's a you're yeah. So why did I, I saw that somewhere? Because well. it was five years to the day, oh, that's like why about I saw it. a week okay. or a week and a half ago. And like you're in the video, and it's a song, living in a hall of fame. Oh, that song, but it says very appropriate. You could be King Kong banging on your chest, okay. and then it's you going. I remember you saying something like to maybe Marty or something like, I've got to put Andy in it somewhere, otherwise we get really upset. But he didn't really do anything, something like that. So. Me just shouting at the crowd. Yeah, but it was like you King Kong banging on his chest. Oh, really? I never made that. I never made that connection. Think about the lyric. Listen to the lyrics. Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah. So, we'll talk about some more wrestling, shall we? Yeah, okay. Um, What one? What? 
the Sunday or do you want, or we're going well, to hit, or, or gonna hit the big topic? To, we can hit the big topic if you want. We're 19 minutes in. Okay. Um, well, let's hit the big topic. So obviously... Um, it, do you know what's really going to upset me about this podcast? Go on. When people start tweeting links to the podcast and say, starts 19 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll teach us a lesson. Someone put, someone did a tweet the other day saying um, something along the lines of, and da 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 because Andy rambles a lot. So actually, I replied, I said, which Andy, because this needs to be addressed. And obviously, we're both called Andy, so, but I kind of felt, well, we, we don't want people to think, oh, they just ramble. No, but I think a lot of people enjoy it, because... No, I think a lot of people do. Well, our numbers grow every single week, exactly. so... Exactly, so it's otherwise, it. doesn't it? Yeah. So I just think people well, enjoy I don't it. think he was knocking it, he was just sort of, you know, sometimes yeah. I think, you know, all, all I ever hear from, oh, I don't listen, or I haven't listened for a while. No, what, what was the thing? You and that bloody TV story you told for 45 minutes no, is the thing I get most of that stick. That's what you got upset about. That's a good story. It was a good story for the A-squared I get a lot of people customer talking, service. I get a lot of people talking to me about that being bloody hell. Like, thanks for informing me about consumer rights. Well, stuff. maybe maybe you're right. Maybe so, you're right. Just because you didn't enjoy the story. I did not enjoy it. Right, I didn't worry. enjoy it. You didn't anyway. enjoy it at the time. You were getting angry at the time. Anyway, so we're going to two weeks ago today. I believe it was two weeks. It wasn't one week ago. No, it wasn't one week. Yes, it was. Was it only one week? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, of course it was, because we found out Wednesday. So we go today, uh, Big Van Vader died. And we've had a lot of requests um, to hear the story behind a Big Van Vader wrestling for Revolution Pro Wrestling in 2016. And it is a great story. So, you know, you you were apprehensive because... Very apprehensive. Because, obviously, the timing of it, you know, with him, with him passing away only a week ago, but I... I said to you, but there's nothing in this story which you'd be speaking ill of him, really. Well, that's certainly not my intention if anything comes across like that. So I just want to make that perfectly clear. Um, And yeah, it's not... We're not... um, Yeah, I'm going to tell you... I'll tell you the honest story of what happened and what went down. And it's not going to be kind of sugar-coated by the fact he's passed away. um, But I want to put on record now that I have never, ever, ever said anything... um, publicly derogatory about him and I've never ever ever said I regret booking him and booking that match so I want to make that clear before we go as well um, we'll get into it um, uh, this uh, this would be an appropriate time to play some adverts <laughs> if yeah. we had any sponsors if so we had any sponsors if anyone wants to sponsor us and give us some cash cool let us know let us know so I'll ask you Andy so um, it, well I'll say to set the set the scene it was He'd seen a video or some gifs on Twitter of Will Ospreay versus Ricochet. Yes. This is how this whole thing started, I believe. Yeah. That right? Correct. Okay. So, in regards to Will versus Ricochet, you can't ever knock their athletic ability. And both of them are going to go on to become huge wrestling stars. But that type of wrestling, I think, is for a generation of the last 10 years. So when I saw Vader, amongst others, going, this isn't wrestling, this is dance, you know, this is a dance routine. I'm not saying I agree with me because, you know, I'd love all the wrestling that you, you promote and also wrestling from 50 years ago. But I wasn't surprised to see he was the one sort of sh- shouting the loudest on social media about it. Yeah, so I think um, he, he'd obviously not seen the full match. That's always dangerous because when you don't watch a full match, you never get the entire context. It's a bit like when I make statements on podcasts and people just take it out of context and use it to make their own narrative. And I think that Vader didn't watch the full match and as a result didn't really have the full story, didn't have the context of what happened. 
Now, I think what propelled it, what made it so popular, was the fact that, um, oh, what did I say, so what made it go viral, I guess, is the fact that that clip of them doing the, the moves was picked up by news stations around the world, um, because it was just, it blows your mind. So I've always said, like, the Will Ospreay Ricochet match, um, and I always use the biggest example of being at Southampton Guildhall, where there was a complete family crowd. They were there to see Bret Hart. Um, they were there to see John Morrison um, and WWE-style wrestling. Um, and Will Ospreay and Ricochet came out to, I think it'd be fair to say, silence in terms of the people didn't know who they were. But by the end of it, people were on their feet going absolutely crazy, and it got the loudest reaction of the night. Um, and I always... So I use that always as a... Um, as an argument to suggest that this style of wrestling will get over with anyone. People will appreciate this style of wrestling, regardless of whether you're a, you know, whether you're a dad with your arms crossed, you know, yeah. like, it blows people's minds. Right. I dare even and suggest the dads with the arms crossed. It's, it's so different to kind of what they're used to or, or used to kind of watching over their kid's shoulder on the telly. They, they could potentially m maybe never physically buy a ticket specifically to see it. But make them go, cool, that wrestling's all right. Yeah. And you it, know, which would then mean they'd take their son again. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's spectacular. It really is spectacular. Um, so I can't put over their matches enough. But anyway, so Vader had seen this clip and he'd, you know, he'd jumped on it like a lot of the old timers did. Now, I believe when he first did it, there was real... Uh, I don't want to say bitterness. Maybe I think that's such a terrible word. Like, oh, you're so bitter about it. Well, what? Maybe not know. bitterness. Maybe... Um, the man had a, such a successful career, but I don't think... He yeah, did. he did, but that's, that's the thing about a lot of guys, that when they have such a successful career, you look at it and you say, well, why... You've got no... Of all people, you've got absolutely no reason to have any... You, you should be so secure in what you've done yeah. that you can literally take a step back and not care about this stuff because you've achieved all these great things but I think a lot of people there's always that insecurity about wrestling I think a lot of people live with those and I think that he just saw it as a chance to knock down these people who were doing stuff different to him but it was almost ironic in the sense of Vader was the first big man to fly so he was the first big man to do a moonsault right Okay. Uh, I guess him and Bam Bam Bigelow I don't know who did it first but they were the first two big men to and, and Vader certainly did it on a uh, should we say a bigger scale like a, on a wider stage than Bam Bam Bigelow, you know. Um, and and he used to fly around all, all the time when people said the big, a big guy shouldn't leave their feet. So of all the people, you'd think that Vader would, you know, yeah. understand that that's, a, that's the deal. But anyway, who cares what his motives were? It happened. He said it. Um, and then all of a sudden, you had like a... a a crew of people defending but like you had people jump on him straight away and be like you're just old you're past it you don't know this you don't know that um you know like who do you think you are saying this stuff this is what wrestling is now and like vader's replying to people and you know and riling people up and all of a sudden you've got a group of people back in vader and being like this is the greatest heavyweight wrestler of all time you guys need to respect him like you know like these guys wrestling are rubbish, and there was just a real, um, it was a real emotional connection, wasn't there? Like that, you know, between that with the fans. There's a real big so divide. They, as well. they, yeah, 
and, and there was a real big divide, and you had a side. Everyone had a side. Whose side you on? Osprey or Vader's? You know, and because Will, Will obviously bit back, and Will bit back, yeah, which a lot of wrestlers wouldn't do, but yeah. <laughs> Will bit back, and a lot of a lot of legend wrestlers wouldn't keep going either. So it was kind of almost <laughs> like the perfect combination of two guys who just didn't know when to call it quits, right? I saw this all happening from afar, right? And I swear I had no interest in putting that match on, right? I was like, um, you know, I, I assumed that someone would put it on, but then rather than, but normally what happens is it kind of dies down, right? But rather than dying down, it kind of just escalated and snowballed to the extent that when Will was wrestling, people were trying to F you Vader, you know, and like, it just yeah. So what's the timeline we're talking here? So the match happened in August. The match happened in August. Yeah, I was, so I was actually trying to pull up my email to see um, the first time I contacted Vader. But like, um, would I, would it be right to say Willer just won the Super Juniors? Yeah, best of Super Juniors. He came yeah. out of York Hall. So that'll be around. So that's uh, so June, Super Juniors have just finished. So yeah, it'll be uh, around. Because you, you did two York Halls. I want to say in consecutive months was it? Yeah, I the did Kurt Angle show. Uh, I did three in consecutive months. Yeah, we did Kurt Angle. Uh, was in June. July was the Summer Sizzler, then August was the um, the Vader Osprey show. Okay. Um, so, so basically, um, I I so I so th- so that happened in June for for argument's sake, right? So I um, I wasn't going to touch it, but it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and. I let me just look at the first uh, uh, first message I ever had with him. Okay, so the first time I messaged him was on the seventeenth of June. So it was during the Super Juniors that, that happened. So you can see, like, it was about a month after it happened. Okay. That I, or at least two, three weeks after it happened, because it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um. So. I emailed him just as a just on the off chance, um, and okay, so we need to put this into perspective. So I uh, I didn't know if there was going to be any chance it would happen, okay, but because it kept getting bigger, there was enough interest, and I had been looking at a lot of MMA, right, and it was around the time that Kimbo Slice was drawing like absolutely ridiculous numbers for Bellator, or I guess he was with at the time. Um, and they were essentially freak fights, which were kind of like, you can't build a business on it, but there's interest. And it was like, the and the example is they had like old fighters. Like I think, I can't remember if Ken Shamrock, did Ken, maybe Ken Shamrock was lined up for a fight, but you know, Tito Ortiz made a comeback. And you know, just these kind of, we call them, you know, freak fights, just random freak fights. And they drew, right? And I was like, you obviously can't build a territory around it. And I had no in, no intention of doing that. But I was like, there's, if there's a market for something, why not try and capitalize on it and take advantage of it? Um, but the first thing I did was I messaged Will Ospreay. And I just said, look, I'm not going to talk to anyone without, um, you know, because there was real animosity between the pair at first, at least. And, um, and I said, I'm not going to, you know, uh, message anyone without, anyone else's blessing so the first piece of the puzzle was to talk to you and i said will like if i could make it happen would you have any interest in wrestling vader and like will can say what he wants i've got the message on my phone <laughs> he's like absolutely i'd definitely do it i'd love to do it you know he wanted to he wanted to do the match um so i was like okay 
I'm going to message him. We'll see what happens. So I emailed him and I just said to him, um, and I, I just said to him, um, you know, is, I'm just inquiring to see if you'd have if any interest at all in working a match with Will Ospreay. Um, Did you say with Will Ospreay, the lad you're having around with on Twitter? No. Because he might not even know his name. No. He, he might have done, but... He did. He, he, he knew. No, he knew. he knew his name. Okay. And uh, so I said that, and I said, you know, would you have any interest in working a match with Will Ospreay? And uh, he replied, uh, and and I didn't, and that was on the seventeenth, and I didn't get a reply until a week later. Um, so I, like, I just assumed that this was just a, you know, just a pipe dream, just an idea, you know, it's not going to go anywhere. And like, I didn't even know if I, you know, I spoke to him. He might just be like. Oh, I hate that kid. I'm gonna. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, I um, yeah, I just out the blue, I just got a message saying, uh, "Can we talk soon? Um, have an email or telephone." Was <laughs> the exact message. Yeah. And I kind of got a, a little bit excited at this point. I thought, oh, <laughs> get to speak to Vader. So we went back and forth for a little while, tr just trying to even make the call. Like he he never sent me his uh, his proper number. I couldn't get through to him for a while. Uh, like he sent me a number and I couldn't get through to it properly, um, and uh, and I was literally trying to get hold of him, um, and I can see emails here where I'm uh, like, and uh, and he says my number is whatever, and he's like, he wrote I'll give you that honour, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then he wrote Are you interested in booking Osprey versus Vader? I've been in contact with him, which I don't know if he has or hasn't. So I said, I'll give you a call this evening UK time. Hopefully we can work something out in terms of like it'd be morning time for, for himself. And um, and then before I had a chance to message him, so like it was literally like a couple of hours later, I just got a message from him saying, Osprey Vader is on with or without you. He wants to use you. I want to use you or we can do two matches, but we need to make a move. Bite the bullet, make the call, damn. And now I'm like, I'm really scared. You've committed now. No, I'm like, I'm really scared that Vader's angry at me. Oh, right. Oh, okay. I thought you were scared to bite, bite the, bullet, the bullet. Make the call, damn. All right. But I said to him, I'll call you whenever. And then I, but then I messaged him. So I messaged him back straight away. Right. And I said, no problem. I'm at the gym at the moment with 11% battery on my phone. I'll give you a try when I get home. No, if you look at my pictures of myself during that time I was a lot skinnier than I am now okay. so that can be that claim can be backed up look at the ring announcing during that mm. during that time um, and uh, so I sent him that message and he replied saying I'm asleep 3am <laughs> here <laughs> oh so <laughs> I'm just like how are we ever gonna do you know what I mean like yeah. how are we gonna make this happen <laughs> like um, he was probably up at 3am just thinking of like, do you know, like you know when you get an idea in your head and you're so excited about it you can't sleep, can you? That's yeah. probably what's going on here, isn't it? He's yeah, like, oh, yeah. you know, what my, you know, another match and big heat and yeah, yeah. Um, so then, uh, so then, yeah, <laughs> I so I tried to call the number he gave me. I got through to a female voice called a voicemail. A female voice called Jamie. Is that right? So, uh, so he sent me another. Um, he sent me another message with the correct number. Oh, so it was it? So Jamie was the wrong person. He missed it? a he missed an eight off the end of the number he gave me. Okay. Um. So I was trying. So 
I was probably trying to call someone at 3 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> yeah, but it came up with a UK number. Yeah. Um, so sorry, Jamie, if you're listening. Yeah. Uh, so basically, um, at this stage, he's trying to, uh, like before we've even had a chance to speak, um, he's then trying to negotiate terms of the match. So he's wanting the house, like, you know, he's going like, you know, we're going to have a 50-50 split or whatever, you know, like before we've even had a chance to try and put together a deal. Um, so I tried a lot to get hold of him and I just couldn't get hold of it. I couldn't get hold of him at all. Um, but I said to him, like, um, and I'm just saying to him, <laughs> I, I wind up just trying to lay it out for him at this point. Um, and I said, I've spoken to Will and I've got his schedule. Um, so I can line dates up with my venue. I said, the best date that looks like it could work is Friday, August the 12th. This is before I've even spoken to him. I'm just like, this is, I can make it happen on this date. So I've spoken to Will, got his schedule from Japan, got your calls schedule, and we've lined up a specific date. Um, so I just say, literally, just let me know if the date works, what fee you want. Um, you know, we put on a strong undercard, um, we just need to move quickly to book it. Um, and I said, I can have any deposits paid, venue booked, promo material straight away. Um, so I've got a show, I've got a show, a sold out show at the same venue in two weeks time where we can heat the match up further, which is where we all did a big promo on Vader at the end of his, at the end of his match. Um, so I was just saying, Vader, I just want to get the deal done. And he replies saying, August 12th works for me. Um, so he's like, but we need a package deal. <laughs> and I'm like, look, don't worry. Like, we'll make it. We'll make it happen. Just tell me what you want. So did he? Did he mean like a package of dates? Or no. Did so he, he mean wanted. Like, so, yeah. So he wanted. Uh, what a fly so he wanted, well. No. So he wanted. When I say package deal, he wanted um, a deal for himself and Will, like where they'd get the same for the 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 match, um, and he also wanted. Um, uh, he also wanted a guarantee of rematches, basically. So he wanted to be like, you know, we'll do a, we'll do Vader versus Osprey one. We'll do Vader versus Osprey two, and maybe we can be a tag team. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay, I remember he, you saying like, that. Yeah. So that's kind of what he had in mind, which I'd later find out when I spoke to him. Um, and then, um, and then eventually I spoke to him. Um, and when I spoke to him, he suggested that he wanted to come out and. Uh, and, and first of all, I'll, I'll say as well, uh, and I mentioned when I tweeted, he was just a charming man. Like, um, you know, and again, it depends on what mood he was in. And I'm not saying he was always the happiest person in the world, but like whenever you whenever you spoke to him and, and got him a, on a good day, uh, and I spent more time talking to him than I think I've spent talking to any wrestler, um, uh, and a, certainly any, say, WWE that wrestler of, or a wrestler of that stature, um, I spent a long time talking to him, and um, and basically um, he just wanted to come out and work as much as possible. He wanted to do like a, a week's worth of stuff um, and try and get some more shows while he was over here. He had an idea of wanting to work Will every single night as well, which I said <laughs> wouldn't be a good idea. It's a it's a one it's a one match proposition, you know, um, and. Uh, he wanted to go do the loop, did he? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, so I so basically, I offered him a package deal. I just offered him. I said, look, if you can commit to this and you can commit to these dates, I will pay you this X amount of money for. I think it was like a week and a half. 
over there and then I'll negotiate the deals with the promoters. So like, you know, so Steve Linsky and the Comic Con, he basically wound up being Steve Linsky Comic Con. He had um, free dates with the Comic Con. Um, he had, uh, we were going to do a Q&A with him and Will, like a face-to-face -face deal. Um, he was going to do a meet and greet and he was going to do Dan Reed's, Dan, Reed, yeah. Dan Reed's show as well. So we we literally put that out there um, and uh, and he came through and and he agreed to that. So he literally just replied to my email, my proposition, just being like, sounds good, let's put this in writing, hashtag nuff said. Thank you, sir. <laughs> right. Um, so we did that. Um, and then I got a message. On that, so that was a Friday where he agreed to it. And I got a message saying, what's the hold up, mate? Uh, catching hell on Twitter for not announcing this match. Because he was getting, he was actually getting wound up. Like I think the thing what wound him up the most was people tweeting him being like, Oh, you're too scared to fight Will Ospreay. Okay. And I think that that was what was winding him up the most. He wanted to be like, you know, come on, then. This yeah. is a date. Do you know okay. what I mean? Like, he was excited, you know, I'm going to make he? you eat your words. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that, that was a, that was a big thing. Um, and, um, I'm just, uh, I'm just looking through, just kind of scouring through our emails. And like I said, most of the, most of the stuff we did, um, was, uh, uh, you, you know, most of the stuff we, we did was over the phone, but like I'm smiling looking at this email and he says, he said like, a, you know, I'm having fun on Twitter. People don't know what to think. Um, they think I've gone nuts. It's working. They think I'm going to kill him. Right. And we had a we had a conversation where he discussed in great depth um, his admiration for Will and he likened him to Sting. And he said, like, I just wish I could have faced him, you know, in my prime because, um, you know, he's a he's the type of baby face that I love working with. Um and uh, yeah, and he 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 did. He's he's put him up there. He's you know he's like he's not like the big like I know obviously he's not Will's not got the build of Sting, but he's like you know he's got height, you know he's got good looks, he's got he's got a, like a body on him, and he's got this tremendous ability. And he said that to you privately. Uh, yes, he yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's how I knew that um, I felt secure in putting the match together because of the conversations I've had with him privately. Yeah. Um, Which is a, it, it's it, it's amazing, like how people kind of forget the pro wrestling business isn't is built on you know lack of a better word it's all built on lies you know like he he you know he um you know started this off probably with sort of genuine um animosity towards the match and then but he soon cottoned on where people were biting at it and biting at it and biting yeah, at it and, and the worker like, in him oh, was like that's oh, it that's we just can being, make some money out of this being a professional wrestler yeah yeah. Um, and um, so I should probably, so, uh, you know, it's not going to just be about exclusively talking about kind of my conversations with Vader throughout this time, um, because at this time, so at this point, we announced the match. Now, the amount, the match announcement at the time, so it got such a mixed reaction, I can't even begin to describe. Um, and I'm asked questions about it all the time. And I think a good thing, if you want to read up on it, because, again, like this is two years ago now. Um, but if you want to read up on it, um, I did an interview with Finley Martin um, in the Power Slam Interviews ebook, the second one. Um, and we spoke about that in great detail. But I believe, I can't believe, I can't remember if the match had ha happened or was about to happen. But it was around that time we did the interview. And he was asking me in, in great depth. In fact, it was, uh, i tell you when it was, it was in... October of that year because he was asking me about Ryback Reeves which I thought was really funny because he was saying about 
you have guys like Ryback Reeves coming over. Right. <laughs> and I was just like, I thought it was because obviously Ryback changed his name to, yeah, okay. do you know what I mean? So he, he, for the copyright purposes, but he wasn't saying Ryback, he was saying Ryback Reeves. <laughs> right. So um, so it, was around, it would have been around... Which October. is his real name, yeah. just to clarify. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, so it would have been around October of that, um, of that year. So just two months after. Oh, so maybe even it would been September because Ryback hadn't come over yet. He was ever but he was, ad- he was advertised. So it had been one month fresh off of this you know, this Osprey Vader match. So you can see like the full thoughts of what was going through people's heads. And, you know, I guess if I'd done some research, I could have read the interview and, and tried to, you know, um, get the thoughts of what was going through my, my head at that time. Um, but it got the biggest mixed reaction as well of, of all time. Like it got like, you know, stuff like, oh, typical Rev Pro. I don't even know where that came from. I remember seeing a tweet and I think it was by the lad who does Botchamania. Okay. Who was like, who tweeted something along the, oh, I can't even remember, but it was like, an, it was all like a negative, like a, when you, when you think you're giving the fans what they want, but they don't, when somebody, no, when a promoter takes it too far, takes an online war too far, something yeah. like that, and I was like, I, and I might be being, comp- speaking completely out of turn, because, but I'm fairly confident it was him, and I was surprised, um, because, how, why would there not be a match? You know, there's so much going on. Like, what's wrong with wrestling being built on angles nowadays and 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 heat? Yeah. You know, these guys in the public eye had heat with each other, and that's the basis of near enough every single professional wrestling match in the world. Um, but this was believed to be real. Yeah. And you don't get that anymore very often. And sure, it started off as real, but it soon developed into business. Yeah. And I was like, how? Wh- why would nobody? Why wouldn't someone do this? You're not trying to sell. 20,000 tickets off the back of it. You, you, you're filling 1,200, 1,300 seats in York Hall. That seems achievable. And it was achievable, clearly. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so, you know, people are like, people, be careful what you wish for. And like someone, someone like actively got really angry at me on Twitter because I can't remember what I said. Like, I, like someone said to me something like, I can't wait for, um, uh, Hang on, let me just uh, scan through these tweets a second. Because I've, I've just literally tried to get... Um, I've just tried to see if I can find any of the stuff. Um, and there, there was, like, people, there were some people who were, like, literally saying to me, like, I can't wait for this to go wrong so it teaches Andy Q a lesson. <laughs> and then I was, like, I, I replied to someone... And I, I said something like, uh, you know, well, why do you, you know why do you want it to go wrong? Or like, uh, you know, they got offended that I re- essentially replied, and uh, and I said, you know, like I, I, you know, like, for, and, and I said to them like, why why do you want it to to fail so badly? Why, you know, because my mentality behind the whole thing was, as I said time and time again, you bring eyes to the product. Then look at the undercard of that Osprey versus Vader show. You know, you had uh, Chris Hero versus Marty Skulls a match, which, you know, instantly springs to mind of a of a you know a hell of a match. You had Will Osprey versus Pete Dunne. Do you know what I mean? Like matches. Ricochet versus Pete Dunne. Wi- <laughs> Ricochet. Yeah. I'm thinking about Will. I've got Willie on my mind. Oh, that sounded uh, not normal. Uh, I've got Will Osprey on my mind. Um, but yeah, Ricochet versus Pete Dunne. You know, just a hell of a hell of an undercard um, we put we put on for that show. Um, 
So to me, I defy anyone who goes to that show, um, you know, to watch only Vader versus Will Ospreay and not be bought in by, um, you know, every other match on the card because it was a great card. We had Zack Sabre Jr. versus Jeff Cobb as well. That was a another great match. Um, Josh Bodeman, and Jay White, and that match is on YouTube for free if you want to see that one. So, um, and that was a. Do you remember that match? That was a hell of a match. Yeah. Um, Open the show. Yeah, it was great. Um, and uh, and anyway, um, people were saying we're going to boycott Rev Pro now because they booked this match. And what a sleazy maneuver booking this match. And, and stuff like that. And I swear, that was that was literally all I was getting. And I, all I was trying to do was say to people, listen, if it's not your cup of tea, that's fine, but don't boycott the show over it because you're going to miss out on Mighty Skull versus, um, you know, versus Chris Hero. You're going to miss out on Pete Dunn versus Ricochet, you know. But people did, <laughs> you know. Just leave. But you, just if, leave before the main event if you so if must. You, yeah, if, you, if you're not that interested or just... But I bet you don't. And yeah, because yeah, it, it's that intrigue. Yeah, and um, there hadn't been a match like it in years on the British no, wrestling circuit. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. And um, and like I remember when we announced it, it got more likes when we announced it on Twitter. And I, again, like I don't know, like it's it's easy to say when you look at WWE talking about their their business metrics and they talk about social media numbers, and people always say, well, social media numbers mean nothing because WWE's social media numbers have gone up consistently, but it's not driving any other revenue up aside from tv revenue which is like a set thing that goes up anyway so you know so people say like oh social media numbers may not necessarily be true uh, or may not necessarily be a good indicator of how well your business is doing however on our niche grassroots level social media activity is a very good indicator of how business is doing so when i say we got like 1100 likes on the initial tweet that to me tells me this show is going to be a success now I just need a hundred extra people and those one thousand one hundred people to buy a ticket, and we're sold out. Yeah. And um, and what I thought was the most interesting thing was we had seventy percent of people who purchased tickets to that show. Uh, the show sold out in record time, and seventy percent of the people who purchased tickets to that show were first-time customers to Revolution Pro Wrestling. Now I don't know how accurate that is. Um, I, you could do a um a comparison of people. Um, so it's of all our York Hall shows. So. We, you know, there was like a, you know, a seventy percent new ratio. But for example, if we both go to, you know, Strong Style Evolve this weekend, and I buy the tickets, then you buy the tickets next time, you would be added as a new customer per se. So, but I think it's fair to say that at least fifty percent of the crowd there it was their first time seeing a Revolution Pro Wrestling show. And as I did mention, I'd had like a York Hall show sold out the month before, uh, or two, the two months previous there were sell out York Hall shows with Summer Sizzler, um, with Zack Sabre Jr. versus Shibata, and um, and with um, the uh, Kurt, Angle, Angle. Kurt Angle versus Zack Sabre Jr. show as well. So I was almost worried. My, my big concern was, can the market sustain these big shows month after month after month? And I've never done it in such quick succession since, um, because I'm still... I think the jury's still out on that one, but certainly that was a hot summer for us, and it was a, you know, a real good few months. Um, and... So for, for for my it was it was frustrating hearing all the negativity surrounding it, but there was two things could be said about that. One is Vader had done a very good job of upsetting people. So you know if those people were actively upset, I mean it's kind of sad that 
they were um you know not uh you know not wanting to see the match um but some of them might be so upset they wanted to see Vader lose so they purchased tickets maybe I don't know but I think some of it might just be the intrigue of seeing Vader just, oh, yeah. it didn't matter who was wrestling they well, just yeah, wanted that's to another, see Vader that's a, that's a side note but what I'm saying is like you know I, I didn't like seeing people being upset that the match because obviously my ultimate goal is to try and make everyone happy as a yeah. promoter but I've learned and I'm still learning you can never make people happy 100% happy no matter what you do so you've just got to do the best you can and be happy in the knowledge that you've done the best you can. Sure. You know, I know the true story all the time, you know, regardless of what, you know, other people throw at me, so to speak. So when everyone's going, you've just sold out or, you know, why have you done this? Why have you done that? You know, the the goal was very clear. The goal was to put on a match which people wanted to see to sell out a building, right? Now, if, if I was a promoter that was any kind of, that didn't care about, professional wrestling that didn't care about my product didn't care about my brand i didn't need to put mighty skull versus chris hero on yeah yeah so if you were just worried about how much money you could make i would have literally you'd have, you'd have filled them you'd have you'd fill a bill wrestlers but you didn't yeah and i would have had the that that's, will do attitude yeah you know people have come to see osprey versus vader that's all we're gonna that's what they're gonna see mm-hmm. advertise that that's what they're getting you know but i filled the card with world-class matches featuring talent from around the world I wasn't like I'm flying Vader in, so because I'm flying Vader in, I'm not, um, you know, I'm not going to fly anyone else in. So, um, so yeah, that's that's what we've been. That 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 was the idea behind what we were doing. So, so that was, you know, my mentality was about creating new fans and wanting people to wanting to sell out a show um, and wanting to, you know, make this uh, something that people would remember. And, and making an occasion, making a big event. Because, you know, I'd still love my events to be considered to be, you know, the, like big events, you know, not just like, not just let's go to the wrestling. It's like Osprey versus Vader. That's something that you can sink your teeth into, right? And, um, and I feel like I was fortunate enough to have this story fall into my lap and all I did was run with it. Um, but I think that's enough of me defending you know defending my decision to book the match you know i i said at the time like i was i was happy and like that was a, that was one i can't wait for red pro to get burnt okay oh. so the you know why would you why would you be like that um so um so anyway um the match was out the match was announced um no turning back now once it once it once it's been announced there's nothing you can do is there no nope. So You're committed. You're um, in. So, um, I mean, there was only one time when I worried was when Vader put up a picture of his passport and a gun on his Twitter. Oh, did he? Yeah. What's that in relation to? I think he was just trying to. Uh, oh, say he's going to bring a gun. He's going to bring a gun. Yeah. All oh, right. And, uh, um, but he wasn't. No. <laughs> and he didn't. Uh, and he didn't. No. Yeah. So, um, so. Hooray! Germany are out of the World Cup. Right now we can stop being distracted and talk about this properly. So angry. Um, so basically, something which is interesting, which I will mention as well, is one thing we did set up was a Will Ospreay versus Vader face to face, which going to be a Q and A back and forth with them, and a th- you know a chance to get pictures of them face to face the night before the show, right? And we added that after tickets for the event had sold out. So we thought that that was going to be a can't miss success, but. 
it turns out we struck just at the right time into putting tickets on sale for the match because the face-to-face sold barely any tickets. Yeah. So we had and like, a lot of people were like, oh, you know, I would have come to that, you know, when we after we announced it was cancelled. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, where can I get tickets for this? But like, we gave it a good try to try and yeah, maybe. The, but it, again, that just takes it back to pro wrestling. You know, you didn't go. Nobody would have. Well, I don't know. It's debatable, I guess. But like, there was far more interest in watching Hulk Hogan wrestle Andre the Giant than sit opposite each other in the, you know, and cut promos on each other. You know, I'm not saying that's what it was because it would have been for a new age of wrestling fan of there to probably been talking about the differences and had a bit of a row. But the interest was in the physicality. The interest was in the match. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But but the feud was based upon opinion. Mm. And I thought that people would have been interested in that. You know, like, because that's that's the way it all started was two very different views. And I think people would have been interested. And I personally would have been interested. I'm sure it would have been an interesting listen. Yeah. Yeah, and, undoubtedly. And I thought people would have wanted to see that. But obviously not enough. And, and that's a regret as well because it was within the deal that we had with Vader was that it wouldn't have cost any extra money for us to put on, but we'd sold, uh, I, I think we'd sold like 30 tickets and I was like, and, and we tried to sell 150 and if we'd sold 70 tickets, it would have been fine. But I just felt with 30 people there, you know, it's not really going to yeah. have the, you know, the photo op as a, on its own probably. Would well, have we been did photo ops the next day and we together. Yeah, uh, no, just on his own. But if you, but had, was, you know, if you were there yeah, arm there, in arm with, Vader and, and Will yeah, Ospreay, we were gonna stand. It was a thing where you'd stand between them face yeah. to face. So like, put um, arms out like. So you know, yeah, Dana White. Yeah. Like, ah. um, but anyway, never happened. So that was you know that's that to me is a, a bit of a regret because I think that would have been very interesting and I would have liked to have sat back and, and looked at that. But that's by the by. Um, but the point I was making was um, you need to hit when you're working on stuff like that. You need to hit it just right. And like a this is a completely ridiculous analogy, Andy. But what I'm going to say is like when Lex Luger wrestled Yokozuna at SummerSlam '93. Yeah. Was it '93 or '94? '93. When he wrestled, that was the time for him to win the belt. Right? Yeah. Because that was when it was at boiling point. Yeah. Right? And then. It was mad he didn't. Once really, it, once all that money they well put it is, into yeah. it. Yeah. But, once it, but they thought that we're going to hold on to it, milk it a bit longer, and by WrestleMania it's going to be even bigger. But, like, obviously. Maybe if he was still going around the country in that bus. <laughs> maybe. It yeah. Um, but it just petered out before then. So, as a result. That, that was never able to live its full, full potential. And I think that the Osprey Vader thing, it had certainly got people's attention for a lot longer than I thought it was going to. Um, in terms of, I literally thought it was going to die, as I said at the start, I thought it was going to die down after a couple of days, but it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. We put tickets on sale, interest peaked, everyone bought their tickets, and then they just kind of forgot about it for a couple of weeks. Sure. And that's when we put tickets on sale for that. And there wasn't as, you know, the, if we'd put, I think if we'd put tickets on sale for the face-to-face at the same time as the match, I've got no doubts it would have sold out. And I think that's just an interesting thing about timing, being a promoter and striking when while the iron's hot and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, I should remember that. Like the time when Brodus Clay was like super hot <laughs> and yeah. then wasn't. Um, anyway, so... Um, what I will say throughout my whole time is, and, and, and I think, Andy, you've, you've walked in before when I was on the phone with Vader, right? Yeah. And and what I will say about him is, that, like I say, very charming, very softly spoken, very proud of his career in professional wrestling. Um, and um, and he would always, you know, one thing, I, I'm not really sure what I was expecting because you say there was a big interest Oh, so here's where I started to worry. I've got an email here. Do I need a passport to get in England? 
That was one of the emails. It's got to be a joke, um, surely. But what I'll say as well, um, I think. Okay, I'm not really sure if this is my place to say, but they just said a few times. You know, he said like, "I'm just lonely." Okay, is it? And he said that a few times when we, when we were, on the phone. On the phone, um, and. You know, so he'd tell me all his stories. It, like, it was a great trade-off for me, like because he'd tell me all his stories, and I swear, like, so we had a thing called Viber, um, where I could call him, like, I'd top up my credit, um, and I'd call him on his American number, and it would use my credit, but it was like literally like two pence a minute. So I could put a fiver on there and get like a five-hour meet and greet, you know, with with Vader on the phone. So like, um, it, it kind of worked out really well for you know in that respect so if it was like normal bills and vader kept saying to me as well he kept saying like oh let me cover your phone bills let me cover your phone bills and i was like no really don't worry because i've got mm. you know i've got um this thing you know he didn't understand it but i've got this thing so um and he spoke a lot uh, you know it w- see a lot of it was about the match but the majority of what he spoke about was his career and like some of the matches he's had in japan and wrestling sting and um, Stan Hansen and you know he'd he, he was just very proud of his career and at the time I'm not sure if it's still coming out but at the time he had he, he was working on his autobiography and he had his forward he'd just got his forward from Mick Foley and he read it to me twice oh did he <laughs> yeah okay yeah because um, he was so proud about what Mick Foley said about him sure you know and and uh, and it meant so much to him um, what people thought about him and that's why when you look back and you see um the way he responded to people's tweets when they were saying, oh, Vader, you're past it. You don't know what you're talking about. You can see how he'd take offence to that because... In his mind, not even in his mind, the facts and figures state he had a hell of a successful career that no matter how long ago it was, it's still very, very... You can never take that away from him. Absolutely. And, um, um, yeah, so... um, so, so that was that was it really, and in terms of you know what he asked for 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 his flight, any any special requests or anything, he asked for a business class flight, which when you're that size, don't blame him. You know, um, so um, yeah, so that I, I so I think that was um, I think that was a, that that was about it. And he wanted to go on United as well because I think he had he got some points for United, also. Um, so that that was pretty much it. Uh, in terms of what he was going to do, um, and we, um, and and in terms of the match, so I guess this is. So, uh, how did you talk to him about the match before he got yes, here? Yes, yes. So every time, so basically, uh, and the one thing we didn't do as well, like he kept saying about bringing his mask over as well, you know, the mask with the steam and whatever. Did he? Yeah. Oh, and like he was saying, but you'd need to pay for an extra bag. That would be what, what we would require. And I was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Um, but then he got to it and he was just like, oh, it's too much money. Let's not bother with that. Okay. Um, but I would have done that and I yeah. thought that would have been great, you know. Um, but um, he, uh, yeah, so he, um, when we spoke about the match, like I said to him a number of times, you know, like, and I said to him at the start, listen, we'd need to, um, we need to have put Will over because I think, you know, this is, I think this is what we need to do, you know, um, in the nicest way possible. And I'd laid out a scenario for him where we could have made it work with Ricochet. Like essentially the finish of the match would have been 
after the ref bump, you Ricochet hits his shooting star press. Will Ospreay hits his whatever he did off the top rope on him, and that would have been the one, two, three. And that what I the, what I said to him, and I would have loved for this to have happened as well because I think this would have been the perfect ending to the match. So, you know, that would have been the one, two, three, right? And then at that point. Like everyone, like so I knew it was going to be toxic for him, but I think everyone would have appreciated him doing the job for Will because the majority of fans are smart, obviously. Even though, you know, even though, so so they got so angry about it, which made the match so hot because they were kind of worked um, by the situation. And it might have started off with a shoot from Vader's perspective and from Will's perspective, but they, well, as soon as they realised there was money on the table there, they, it turned it was a work, right? And um, and I think that um, when they realised that. Um, uh, I felt I felt that the fans would, even though the fans were angry, I felt the fans would then realise at the end of it, wow, we've just this is this is the magic of pro wrestling. Do you know what I mean? This is where else can something like this happen? Where like just kind of like reality becomes fiction, which almost becomes reality again. Sure. And then like at the end of it, I just I could I could just picture in my head like after that free count you know, give the ring to Vader. Let's not have Will and Ricochet celebrate in the ring. You know, they, you know, they raise their arms and whatever, but then kind of give the ring to Vader. And rather than have the angry Will Ospreay promo at the end, you'll have Vader and the crowd will be chanting, thank you, Vader. Yeah. You know, and then for me, that, that would have been, um, I, I, the way, what Vader was interested in was coming back more than anything. And I was just like, listen, like, <laughs> If we can do it like this and make it work like this, you can be an ambassador for the company in the sense of you can be that, you know, you can be the 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 endearing hero, you know, and you can come over for, you know, autograph signings, Q and A's, and you know, and you can be that baby face because people are gonna, you're gonna get that moment. Do you know what I mean? And he mm -hmm. would have got his thank you Vader moment, for lack of a better term, and and that's what I regret most about the finish not being what it was, um, and. He kind of agreed to it, but then was like, we can kind of talk about the details more later. Um, and then as time went on, he was like, I've been thinking about it. And maybe instead of doing like him going up on me with a pinfall, maybe I can get disqualified or counted out. And I was like, that's, that's just not going to work, is it? No. You know? um, so Whatever way it was going to go, it needed to be a it decisive. Needs to be, yeah. And, and in my head, so at this point, and, and again, I'm always about making the most out of the least. Right. Was I happy that this situation had had happened? And obviously we were it was like, we're going to talk about this when we get to England as well. But it was a, it wasn't when he arrived. It wasn't like when he landed, he's like, I'm not doing the job. If you want, you know, pay me more money or it was n nothing like that at all. It was like maybe two days before he flew. So obviously there was nothing that could be done at this point. But he was just like, you know, I, I'm not happy. I'm not comfortable with jobbing. Like, I think it will affect. And again, it seems ridiculous in even saying it, but he's like, I think it'll affect my legacy. You know, people want to see me beat him up and like people like in his mind, Vader would be a, be a pussy if he's talked a load of shit. And then when it comes time to cash a check, he can't cash a check. Forgetting the fact he's like 62 years old and, yeah. you know, and he had told me as well, he was saying about, you know, how, what great shape he's in um, and how he trains smart. He doesn't train as long in the gym anymore, but he trains smart. Um, and he was sending me pictures um, of himself training. But obviously, the pictures were 
from 1988. <laughs> well, not so much, you <laughs> no. know, but they were from a few years prior, surely, you know. Um, but he still looked, and again, when he turned up, he looked impressive. So, like, you know, um, so we were going to discuss when he arrived, what we were going to do, but I called Will up and, and we kind of agreed the best thing to do was for just have a clean finish of the match. Um, and he, and in and, and, and my head, I was like, right, what we're going to do is we're going to get Pete Dunne involved. Um, and we're going to put Pete Dunn over. So that's why Ricochet worked Pete Dunn earlier in the night. And then we're going to have Pete Dunn screw Will Ospreay and Ricochet. And then if, because, you know, like, because if Vader was good to go, you know, and I didn't know one way or the other, but if there was money to be had, a Pete Dunn and Vader versus Will Ospreay and Ricochet match could have, whilst it wouldn't have been as big as, you know, the first time round, I think we could have got enough interest in it to to generate some some yeah you'd have certainly generate revenue. some return business yeah. um, and but obviously as we as he arrived in the UK it became evident evident that it would be a one and done um, so I guess that's where we're at now so this would be time for another ad break <laughs> but um, so Vader arrives in the UK um, and he's in a bad way when he arrives he's got chronic back pain. Um, he had to be wheeled in a wheelchair from the airport to the, the check-in. He could walk, but like, uh, it was all kind of, but yeah, he... Just he, he just he take some of the stress off. away, yeah. yeah. He um, can, yeah. And, um, and when, and it was Billy, the lad who picked him up, and he had Billy running around for him. So like, you heard, after this, you heard all stories of people coming out of the woodwork and giving the stories about, oh, this is what happens. Like, so in Japan, Vader would have a young boy who'd do this, that, and the other for him. So every day, Vader would pick someone to be his young boy, essentially, to run around for him. And he had Billy running, like, running around for him. Um, and one of the funny stories I gave was like, when I met up with him, I gave him that phone. And it was like, not even the size of like his little finger, really, <laughs> you know. Um, and I was teaching Vader how to use a, one of these, you know, one of these phones. Um, and he was getting increasingly frustrated with it, so that was kind of amusing. Um, and uh, one thing he wanted was a doctor when we got there, and like he didn't want <laughs> he didn't want an NHS doctor. He wanted someone to prescribe him some pain pills, basically. Okay. Um, and uh, you know, I didn't know. I, like he just assumed that I was a shady wrestling promoter who could get him dodgy drugs, but I couldn't. You know, and um, and that's when I knew we were we were in trouble because I was like, you know, if he's in this much pain how on earth is he going to get through this match? Um, and I should add as well, myself and Will um, on the phone, we, we laid the match out essentially move for move because Vader was telling me about the match he wanted to have as well. Uh, but he was he was recounting a, a Vader versus Sting. He said, it's going to be like me and Sting. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And then I can do this. You can do that. And he called like a wonderful wrestling match for me. But, you know, in, in 2016, as it was in the time, he just wouldn't have been able to do it. So... Myself and Will came up with this. If you watch the match, you'll see, as as we discussed, it was laid out exactly the same as that. Um, and we, we put all those big moments in. You know, Chris Roberts getting bumped by Vader. You know, Will going through the table. Um, you know, been fighting his way back up. You know, Vader, like, potatoing him with the, with the fists. You know, like, we put all those, you know... You know the the ref bump, the the ricochet coming out, the Pete Dunn coming out, all of that stuff we we put in deliberately to to make that happen, and it was simple, it was effective, uh, and Will I must say is perhaps the most talented wrestler on the planet in the sense of not many people like 
certain wrestlers could pull that off against Vader in the state he was in, but not many people could pull it off as good as Will did, you know. Um, a real workmanlike performance from Will in making it happen, you know. Um, and Vader still had it all in terms of the facials and, you know, and, and, and that's being intimidated. He still had the presence yeah, of Vader, didn't he? But, he really did. At um, least I thought he did. Um, so, um, so, yeah, so that was when he got there. He was kind of ill. Um, he said on the, the next day, <laughs> it was really funny um, because basically... Um, so I went to the, to his room to see him when I arrived in London to, the night before the show. Um, and I just went and said hello to him. And, you know, um, and he asked for some ice for his back. So we went and got him some, like, bags of peas for his back. Um, so I gave them to him. And, uh, oh, I said to Chris Roberts was with me. And I, I was like, oh, you can come. Like, and for some reason, I just had a dodgy feeling about going in there. So I was like, oh, do you want to um, come with me to the, the room? And I took him the peas. And we were in the room for, like, probably about half an hour. And uh, as we left the room, like, Vader kind of called out. Okay. And do you know what to I did? To come back? Yeah. Do you okay, know what I did? On. Ran off. I put my head down and kept walking. Oh, really? Do you know what Chris Roberts did? Go on. Turned round. And that was Chris's mistake, because from that moment, he was Vader's young boy now. For so the rest of the day. For the rest of the day, the next two days. Yeah. Um, so Chris was doing everything for him. And... Um, and there's some funny stories, but um, I, I'll try and keep it brief because I'm aware we've, this has been another marathon episode. Um, perhaps if we, we'd missed out on the parenting advice at the beginning, you know, we would probably be hitting the hour of an nail on the head. Um, but um, the following day, um, Chris goes to the hotel room to, to wake Vader up um, or pick him up. Oh, no, so Vader asked to be woken up to, to go for breakfast. And... Uh, <laughs> Chris went to his room and I think we had a key so we could get in. And oh, the first time I saw Vader, he was stark bollock naked as well <laughs> um, when he answered the door. Um, and uh, Chris went to the, to the room in the morning and he's just like, there's no getting him up, Andy. <laughs> like, he was just I fast asleep, was he? Just fast asleep, yeah. He's like, there's no getting him up. Um, so I've just left him. I'll go back to him and I'll make sure he's up by time to come to the venue, check out time, time to come to the venue. Right, then I get a call from him, and he's like, Vader's, he's not good, man. I don't know how he's going to do this show. Like, he was literally out of it, like, completely just tired, like, in pain, like, whatever. Um, and I'm like, oh, God, right? And the, the people at the hotel were trying to get him out of the room, right? Because it was checkout Cause time. Because it was past checkout, like, two hours, like, we paid for late checkout for him, and it was past late checkout time. Okay. So, and, and Chris, I'm sure, could tell the story better than me, but, like, basically... He trashed the room, <laughs> like so. Chris had bought him like the biggest McDonald's order you can imagine. Like I'm talking bags and bags of stuff. But Vader was just eating, like just eating stuff, just throwing stuff on the floor, like treading chips into the carpet. Like um, there was like burgers on the bed, like like you know burger buns on the bed and sauce everywhere. And they're just like, this is the most um, disgusting hotel room we've <laughs> ever seen, right? And they're arguing, and Chris is like, I'm sorry, listen. If there's a cleaning bill, we'll pay it, whatever have you, right? And Vader, meanwhile, he's he's got him downstairs at the reception by this point, and Vader's topless, and he like because he got so hot because it was in the summer, you know, like yeah, it was August, August, like yeah. in the middle of a heat wave, and Vader was topless, like pacing around the um, the reception of the hotel, getting really angry at the reception of the hotel, right? And um, and then 
halfway through Chris apologising to all this stuff, Vader was like, I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so as clean as in his room at this point, cleaning his room, he goes back to a room that he's still got the key for, goes in, goes into the bathroom, does a great big poo <laughs> while the cleaners are in the room. And, uh, and uh, yeah, Chris will tell you about some of the noises that came from that as well. Um, and, like, Chris is relaying all this information for to me. And I'm just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, right? And I swear, he turns up at the venue for the meet and greet, right? Biggest grin on his face. Walking well. Just like, a new man. Just a, and, and I was just like, oh, oh, well, nothing to worry about then. And, uh, and and like I say, he was completely charming. He was lovely. Just a lovely a lovely man. And, and again, aside from not getting the finish we wanted out of the match, which I think was just more down to Vader's insecurities than anything else. I think if he... I think, you know, there was almost that element of distrust. You know, he thought I was probably just trying to sell him off, you know, and say, yeah, listen, like, you well, know, he, when you... He comes from an era where wins and losses mean a lot. And it also comes from an era where there's a lot of shady wrestling promoters. Yeah. Not that I know firsthand, but, you know, stories you read in people's books and whatnot. So he's thinking, oh, am I going to England this one time, putting over this lad? And that's just not the way his business works. Yeah, absolutely. So he's thinking, well, I'll come over. I can lose to Will Ospreay one time and then never get come back. Mm. So he's thinking long term. Well, he's probably, he's probably thinking in my head, like, you know, if I... If I go over, they've got they've got to bring me they've back. They've got to bring me back. You know, but I would have rather put him over and then had him come back as a baby face because to me, he wasn't in a position where he could, you know, wrestle no, as a big it. monster heel, you know, and we sure. could only really do the match once. And I, you know, I don't even know what we would do. If we were to do that match again a second time, I don't know what we would have done. Yeah. You know, um, so to me, that was, that was the, the match, the time, the right time. And unfortunately, um, you know, I say unfortunately, you know, Vader went over, um, and he went over in the match, but so did Pete Dunne in the big heel. And the only reason Pete Dunne's heel turn never progressed, like, his heel turn did progress, and we still continue to use him. The only reason it wasn't the same, you know, it would have been full steam ahead on the Pete Dunne train at this time, right? However, the WWE UK stuff came up, so I don't know if you remember. So, at this time... um, and I swear, right, you probably think I'm, I'm lying, but at this time, um, the Ring of Honor booker, Hunter, he, he texted me and he said, on that, the night of that show, right, I was going home from that show, he texted me and said, if there's three guys from the UK who we should book, who we should sign to contracts, who would they be? And I told you two of the names. Andy Simmons. Well, that three. Andy <laughs> Simmons. Yeah. I said, Pete Dunn. Yeah. And I said, you probably won't believe this, but Trent Seven. Oh, really, yeah? Right. Okay. And they didn't sign him. Mm. And then a couple of months later, look what happened. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, to me, like, we we had a real strong program with Pete Dunne versus Will Ospreay coming off the back of that. Um, and I'd like to have progressed even further, but, you know, it just didn't happen. Um, and uh, and that's a shame. But, you know, is what it is. Um, um, so... So yeah, I think we got we got what we could out. We made the best of a bad situation, and like I say, it would have been lovely to have just gone that little bit further with it. And I even had in the back of my mind as well that perhaps we could do a um, a, a match when we go to WrestleMania, rather than going through the hassle of bringing Vader to us when we went to Orlando for our WrestleMania show. Perhaps that tag match could have headlined 
that year's WrestleMania show that we we put on. Um, but then obviously I couldn't get Pete for that because of the WWE UK thing. So that was kind of off the table as well. Um, but then after <laughs> after the match, some more events transpired. Um, so for me, that that went you know it went as well as it could have done. And like I think Chris Hero texted me afterwards and said, you know. He knows his kind of critics, but Chris Hero, like to me, I really value his opinion because he's such a he's a real student of the game, you know, and uh, and someone who takes great great pride in being a wrestling encyclopedia. Um, and and he's see if you if there's like a if you want to know a you know a big time wrestling match or scenario, he knows it. Do you know what I mean? And um, and he afterwards messaged me putting over the you know the spectacle of the match and the drama it created, and people cared. People cared who won and lost the first time in forever people cared who won and who lost and like to an extent people do care now but not passionately you know not to the stage where there is going to be uproar winning and losing matches when we were kids was the be all and hindle and for that one night it was as well yeah it was like it was yeah so and it would be great you know there's nothing i'd like more than to be able to get back to that but i don't know how we would get back to that you know but um but anyway, I digress. So the, the match happens, um, and like, and and I and the one thing I was oh, there's a couple of things as well. So I'm like, so the big thing I said to Vader was like, listen, because I'd seen pictures of him in his tracksuit bottoms <laughs> wrestling on the indies. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I want. You've you got to look your, like you've got to wear your your gear, and I was backstage and I saw him full gear and I was like, that's Vader. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's just huge, right? He had his singlet on, like, the, just a full Vader regalia, the mask, everything, right? And then, so I see him, literally, as I go out to announce a match, right? I come to announce a match. I turn around. Oh, no, so before I went to announce a match, he had a T-shirt on over the top of his singlet. But I'd seen him in the singlet, and he looked, still looked the bollocks, for lack of a better term, right? He's, and, because he's just such a big man, right? And he came out for his match... And he had this T-shirt on, right? I'm thinking he's going to take it off when he gets in, right? And he doesn't, okay. right? And he's got a hole in the T-shirt as well, which I think really adds to the <laughs> adds to it. So he's got the full gear on underneath, but he's got this T-shirt on over the top. And I just wanted to be like, take the shirt off, mate. Yeah. And then he got in the ring and he faced off with Will Ospreay. I know he finds it hard to breathe in that mask, right? Because he pressed down on his nose. But he went face to face with Will Ospreay. And uh, first thing he did when they were facing off of each other he pulled the mask off and I was like oh because then that's another part of Vader gone do you yeah, know what I mean okay. um, and then uh, and then so I do I'm doing the introductions or I'm about to do I can't remember if I'm about to do the introductions or whatever but Vader comes over to me he's like can I cut a promo I'm like nope stay away like because I'm just like this is like because from my perspective I'm like he's not in sync with what this audience wants or needs okay. do you know what I mean uh, and he's like and then I think I ignored him. And then he's like, Andy, I promise you, let me cut the promo. I'll keep it short. And then he got on the microphone and he said, you know, he said, I can't remember what he said, but he said, he basically said some catchphrases and ended with it's time, it's time, it's Vader time. And it was absolutely perfect. Okay. And like afterwards, he was like, I told you, didn't I? I told you about that promo. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, thank you. Because like, do you know what I mean? It could have been a could've disaster. Could have killed it. Could have yeah, killed it. Yeah. Absolutely. You see that on every show. Yeah. Can I do a promo? Okay. They go out there for five minutes. Yeah. Kill it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he was spot on with what he did, and I'm I'm glad that he persisted in getting the microphone from me. So, mm. um, um, so that was great. Um, 
And then, um, yeah, then the match itself, um, obviously it went off and it is what it is. But for me, it was a dramatic roller. It's not a five-star classic in terms of it's not the prettiest match in the world. But for going on a ride, they got the absolute most that anyone could could out of that situation. And then the crowd were just an emotional roller coaster throughout. And I always say context is all. So some people who were sat at home were the same people that refused to buy a ticket to the show because I'm a sleazy promoter and, you know, how could I book this match, etc.? Those people were sat at home and they see the result come up on their newsfeed. Vader pins Will Ospreay. How can you do this? How can you do this? Context is all. Vader didn't really... Yes, Vader physically pinned Will Ospreay. But why did he pin Will Ospreay? It was because of Pete Dunne. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it was Pete Dunne beat Will Ospreay, not Vader. You know, and to me, that's, you know, as chicken as you can get. And well, there was stuff we were going to do as well. So we'd got bought a Vader mask for Pete Dunne as well. So he was going to start wearing a Vader mask for his matches. And like I say, this WWE UK thing ty- um, combined with... Um, and then Pete had a Pete had a gripe with Will Ospreay because Pete lost the Cruiserweight Championship to Will Ospreay, basically. Um, and uh, that, um, that uh, you know, that... Um, uh, the WWE UK thing combined with um, Will Ospreay's schedule meant it was just so hard to get what we wanted. And they, the we, the one thing we did was uh, in the January, we were just like, oh, Pete had a singlet made up with its its Vader time on, like in the like his singlet, but in the style of Vader's with its Vader time. And um, they were having a match, and he pulled down his singlet. Like, it was like an eight man, a crazy eight man tag at the start of a year. And Will and Pete faced off, and Will pulled down his uh, Pete pulled down his singlet and had the Vader singlet, and then Will just gave him a big right hand, you know. And that was kind of a that was it. That was it. Yeah. yeah, and it could have been so. It was just unfortunate. It could have been so much more, but it wasn't. But um, so that I get that was the story of Vader in Revolution Pro Wrestling. Um, I mean, from there, um, I mean, you can probably tell. Her, can you, do you want to tell the next bit? Like, so he's he's done his match and he's still in his gear. You've got a picture with him, so tell us a four-one-one. All right. So obviously it was a couple of years ago, so I've got to try and work out where. So obviously I commentated the show with Ollie. No, it's with me. I was with you. Okay. So anyway. Um, I think I must have been adamant I wanted to go at least say hello to the man. So I ended up in his changing room with one of the lads from school who I believe was Ben Oakley. And I must have sat chat to him for about 30 minutes. Uh, he's still in his wrestling kit. And there was someone there to pick him up uh, to take him to the weekend of Comic-Cons because Friday night he was so doing Comic-Cons Fri- Saturday um, and Sunday. <coughs> Comic-Cons Saturday, Dan Reed's wrestling show on the Sunday. And then the following and then weekend. the following weekend, Comic-Cons, yeah. Okay, and then the person who'd come to pick him up was getting very agitated. And to be fair, probably so would I. You know, you're waiting for this guy to come. Uh, the guy who was there to pick him up was there with his girlfriend um, who was driving. So he's trying to placate her because it's getting late as well. Yeah. And then, but you kept saying to him, well, why don't you go get him? Why don't you go in yeah, and hurry I was him go, up? Because I was saying to, I was saying to Vader, like, oh, your ride's waiting. He's like, okay. Yeah. And like, yeah, as I said, like, it was, I swear I was in there at least 30 minutes. And that was even after that. Because I heard, I heard Linsky say, um, is he coming out? Is he coming out soon? So, uh, yeah. But uh, eventually, <laughs> I guess he came out. And they didn't. They didn't get on too well, did they? Oh, well, they so they got on at first. So, like, as far as I was aware, they got on at first. Was that the first time they met? So, so Linsky's not here to defend himself. I so, like, I don't know. Fair, okay, I don't know. I don't know. I'm. I can't tell you. I get, I, I'm not telling you a story that I don't know the full ins and outs of. Um, but, um, but they'd met earlier in the day. I'd introduce them to one another. Okay. Um, and I said, this is this is a guy who's organised these comic cons for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, off you go to. 
you know, this is, you know, speak to him if you need anything. He'll be taking you after the show, etc. As far as I was aware, they got on perfectly fine on the the way to the Comic Con. Yeah. Um, I mean, they the, didn't get off on a great foot, did they? But, because Vader, um, but it, it, like I don't, maybe he didn't appreciate it was Steve who'd organised this sort of um, yeah, money-making excursion for. I think that's you know. fair to say because I think, as far as Vader was concerned, I was paying him money because, like I said, he probably just thought he was another trainee or something picking him up, right? Well, no, no, he didn't. No, I knew, he knew who he was. I introduced him as this is a guy who's organised this for you. This is a guy who's in charge of this. Okay. So, but um, but what I will say is, um, I um, so when when Vader met. With with him, after the after the show, like after, like the heat, like so, Steve was angry outwardly at me, not Vader. So yeah. when Vader came, they were chummy. It wasn't like, sure. do you know, he wasn't like you've made me wait. It was at me, and like he, I remember him going nuts at me because I can't remember. I don't know if I. I, I can't remember what happens, but I said something. I don't know if I laughed or what, something, and he just went nuts. I remember what you said, but what I, did, we, we, nah, we're not going to repeat that. He wasn't rude about Linsky, but he heard you what you said. What did I say? You said to me, you said, he's scared, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, which was said very okay. facetiously. So uh, but Linsky thought you were being serious and he erupted, didn't he? Yeah. 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 I'm a horrible person, aren't I? And, well, yeah. But I was joking. Yeah, it was a I joke. Was jo- it but, was a joke. But in yeah. the tone, I said it as well. Mm-hmm. But like, but that's the thing, isn't it? It's like one of those things. It's like a pressure cooker situation, as you mentioned. Like, so his girlfriend was doing the driving, and she was um, she was getting wound she up. was getting wound up, and the heat from that was going going to Steve, and then he doesn't want to wind up Vader, so. He's kind of stuck in. He's stuck in the middle of the two, essentially. Yeah. And then, and then, um, yeah. And then I'm, uh, and and I'd said to him like multiple times, "Why don't you go and ask him?" And he just didn't. So like, I made that I made that comment in jest. But obviously, you can imagine if you're feeling the pressure and you're going. And you feel everyone's starting to laugh at you. A yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't can, really meant at yeah. his expense, really. Yeah. You probably didn't even meant to hear it. It was just a joke between me and yeah. you. Um, so, but yeah. anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry, Steve. mate. Much love. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So that, when they met up with each other, they were fine, right? Now the next day, Vader had fallen down in the shower, right? Well, that's what he told Steve. Um, he'd fallen down in the shower, so he went to the Comic Con signing for an hour, um, and. Um, they, the, the guys at the comic, and he was in pain, and the guys in the Comic Con saw that. And I'm sure the effects of the match as well, like even though he didn't really bump, like per se, like the physical activity. It's physical, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, the, the guys at Comic Con were very understanding. They said, listen, if he can come back this afternoon, we'll still pay him his full wage for the day, right? But when Steve went back to see him this afternoon, he's like, oh, I'm not coming. Like, I'm, you know, I'm in pain. I'm just in bed now. Like, um, so Steve was like, you know, you won't get paid for. Today he's like whatever, wrote off that money. Um, but the next day he went to Dan Reed's show and he worked for Dan Reed. Dan Reed got no heat whatsoever for Bookie Vader. <laughs> I got loads. Um, worked on, worked on that. That was fine. Um, then uh, then he was supposed to be doing some more comic cons at the end of the week. Um, so we'd put him in uh, staying in Chichester near Steve. Near Steve, because um, Steve's like. For anyone who doesn't know him, like you go back and listen to our podcast with him. He's a very personable guy, isn't he? He gets along with all the uh, with all the wrestlers. If you're on telly, you're his best mate. 
but like he really does yeah. get along with no, him. He does. Yeah. Like, um, and yeah, they and, do. They take a shine to him, don't they? And yeah. like, and because, and I think it's because he's not afraid to be their mate. You know, I think that's a that's a big part of it. Um, but for whatever reason, Vader decided he didn't like him. Yeah, they just they must um, have clashed over something. Yeah. Um, and it, it came down to it, and Steve was essentially just like, oh, "I've had enough of this. Like, I'm not having him on the comic cons at the end of a at the end of a week." Right, so I'm like, well, like I, like I paid him. Yeah, like I paid him a hundred percent of a. Had I paid him a hundred? No, I paid him fifty percent of everything, and I was paying him fifty percent at the end. But he'd been paid for everything he'd done up to that point. So he was like, okay, um, yeah, I'm not. I, 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 you know, I'm not doing this. Steve. So Steve yeah. just turned around and said, I'm not, I can't, I can't, I can't babysit Vader anymore, if he unfortunately. Hates me, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, if I'm he doesn't want to, if he doesn't want to get rude, on me. I think if he's going to be rude to me and whatever, and I think yeah. he was quite dismissive to him. And like on the phone, he was like, just, you know, he was just saying. like, yeah. Vader, But not to make any excuses about Vader, because, you know, we've got to remember, you know, he, he did only pass away last week, but. He he's an he was an not old as in like geriatric, but he was an old tired man, you know. Like he's probably thinking, oh, I've got to sit around in a city Chichester, which isn't particularly big, for five days not doing anything. Um, I don't even think it was that. I think, uh, oh, we did have stuff for him to do in between, but I think, uh, I don't I, like I don't know what it was, but it was clear he was. Um, I don't know what to say. Like so, so, so every time you'd speak to Vader, like he'd have mood swings. Sometimes he'd like I said, you had a conversation with him, absolutely charming, the nicest guy. In the world, um, and sometimes you speak to him, and like you know, he'd he'd be like, "Oh, that maid stole my ring from a hotel," and oh, he'd be okay. like, "Oh, check your bag; it was in his bag." You know, like so that kind of stuff. Basically, someone stolen my watch. You know, have you checked all your bags? Yep, it's not there. Okay, let me check there. You know, like um, so that was and that was sad. That was real sad, and that's when I knew that there was no, not going to be a return match, even at WrestleMania. You know. Like, because uh, I say, like, WrestleMania weekend would have been easy because he was doing the signings there. He'd mm. already be there, you know. Um, so, um, long story short, yeah, Steve decides he's not going to do a Comic Con. So I said to him, well, listen, mate, it's fine. It's your call, but you have to tell him. <laughs> and he's like, okay, all right, I will. So I said to him, listen, and I t- I'd given Vader a heads up. I said, listen, it's not up to me about these comic cons it's up to steve okay so you you know so and i said to him be nice to him do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you know it's entirely up to him and like it's nothing to do with me and um and i said but there's a chance that he's not going to use you for these signings at the weekend so be prepared for that right and i said to him if that happens i'll get you home early okay and um at this point vader's like um so, so that Steve arranges to meet Vader with Crusher Curtis on the uh, whatever day it was, and and tell him, and he's going to tell him that he's going to go home. And Crusher Curtis is a huge fan of Vader, um, so he was going to tell him, you know, you're not going to do these comic cons now. We're going to send you home, and um, Vader never turned up. So he did turn up, but he turned up like an hour late, you know, which obviously no one, you know. And Steve's like sat there for an hour and Vader doesn't turn up. So Steve's like, I don't know if it'd been an hour or whatever, but Steve was like, I'm going home, mate. He's not here. 
so he left before Vader came. Then, of course, five minutes after Steve leaves, Vader's down. Where are they? Steve's like, not coming back. I've waited for him for an hour. Yep. Not coming back. So I was like, they're not there, Leon. I'll meet you tomorrow. You're going to have to go home. <laughs> like, <laughs> I told him, you do yeah. you know what I mean? And he kind of understood it. And he was saying, that's a shame. And he's saying, like, I hope it doesn't affect your relationship with me. I hope we can still work together. You know, I really want to come back and do the some, the business for Will. You know, I want to do the job for Will. Um, you know, I want to work with Pete. You know, I he understood. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, and then the next morning... I get a phone. So I like. So I said. So I'm going to book your flight. You know, I'm going to book your your new flight home. So he would have gone flown home the next day, but then to fly him home the next day would have cost thousands. I mean, thousands of pounds, right? But they said if he flies back one day later, he can. Um, basically, there's fair rules. If you're gone for like seven days or something on a business class, because he was. Bu- don't forget, he had to fly back business class. So it was thousands upon thousands, right? But, like, I wound up just having to pay an extra £40 to change the flight because he'd been away for 10 days. Oh, okay. So, like, it was... Or seven days, maybe. I don't know what it was. But, like, whatever it was, because he was away for X amount of days, if he flew back one day later, it would have been fine. So I just said to him, you know, I'll come and see you the next day. Um, We'll go through everything. I'll get you to the airport. I'll get you a new hotel room in the airport. And I paid for all of this as well. So, again, like, I... It was my deal. The the Vader the Vader will Osprey thing was my deal, but I didn't you know I didn't ask for any extra money for you know for you know the added costs. I paid for the hotel for the week in Chichester, which obviously Comic Con was supposed to be pay, paying for a certain amount of days. Dan Reed was supposed to be paying for I think one day, you know, and but I was just like you know it's a cost of doing business essentially. So we left it, um, uh, left it at that. I booked him a new flight home. Um, and then the next morning he called me up and he was like super angry. And he was like, I'm missing out on all this money because I don't get along with someone. And I was like, it's not that you don't get along with someone. It's you don't get along with the person who's organized all the work for you. <laughs> and that's why, you know. Um, and I said, like, unfortunately, you didn't fulfill your obligation on the, you know, the Saturday, the first comic, the con, first yeah. comic con. So you've lost out on money there, and then you've lost out on money for the second lot of comic cons because you've not done them. But you've got your money for the match. You've got your money for the face to face that you didn't do. You've got your money for um, Dan Reed's show. You've got your autograph money. So you've, do you know what I mean? So like you'll you'll go home a few days early. And he's like, but and he's going, but I don't want to go home. I'd rather be here making money. And I was like, unfortunately. <laughs> You know, we've come to the the end of the line for that. And then we had a, we wound up having an argument on the phone at this point, just going back and forth. And I always remember thinking to myself, I'm really hard, like having an argument with Big Van Vader. <laughs> and uh, and he said to me, and and he was adamant about, come and meet me, come and meet me. And I was like, I might be walking into a fist fight yeah, with you Vader. You might have brought that gun. Right, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Um but anyway, so I was just like, okay, I'll come and meet you. I was like, whatever, you know, what's you know, what's the worst that's going to happen here, you know? Um, and I will tell a naughty, I did record the conversation I had with him in the hotel afterwards because I was just like, who knows what's going to happen here? Sure. Do you know what I mean? Um, but um, so I went down with Crusher because Crusher again still wanted to meet him. So um, Crusher was going to drive him from the airport to the um, from, from, from 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 a hotel to the airport hotel. And get him checked in there, and then Vader could fly home the next morning. 
and that's that's what we were going to do. Um, I went up to the, uh, when I got there, uh, he was in, I can't remember if he was in reception or we just went to his room, I can't remember. We went into his room and we got his bags, like Crusher took his bags to the car and I sat down and talked, talked with him. Um, and again, at that point, he was nice as pie, you know, but I'd kind of, uh, by this point, I just had enough. Okay, but he was the, honestly the nicest, back to charm invader that I'd been speaking to on the phone. You know, he was very complimentary about the show. Again, very complimentary about Will, still wanted to do business, etc. And I was, at this point, I was essentially just telling it, in my head, I was thinking, I'm just telling you what I'm telling you. So you'll get on the plane and go home and will no longer be my responsibility. Because that was, that was what, that was a big thing. It was my, like him in the country was my responsibility. And I just knew that as soon as he got on the, the plane, everything would be fine. Um, and he said to me he'll send a mask for Pete as well um, to wear. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and he thought the whole concept of him wearing the mask would be hilarious, you know. Um, he just said you might need to get it adjusted, the size of it adjusted, but he said anyone who does leather will be able to do that for you. Um, and um, yeah, and that was that was the last time I saw him. We, we waved goodbye. Um, him and him and Crusher got along like a house on fire. Best friends, as you'd imagine, um, and, um, and and that was about it. Um, so, again, we've got we've gone very very long on this podcast, <laughs> um, but um, again, what I want to stress is, um, you know, yes, it, it was it the easiest booking that I ever pulled off. Absolutely not. But was it, uh, you know, was it worthwhile? I t- I completely believe it was, and I believe it was for the. Um, you know, the emotion that was created alone on that night at York Hall, and it's a night that we'll always remember, and I said, you know, when he passed away, I, I'm glad he could get that one last monster heel reaction, yeah. um, because that's what he that's what he got. Um, and, uh, you know, tying a bow in it, so to speak, the only other thing that happened of, of note afterwards was um, uh, he obviously kicked off about saying that he didn't get the footage of the match, because I said to him, you could have the footage of that, sp- of his specific match. Um, and I was like, I've sent you the footage, but you've just not done anything with it. So I sent him an electronic version of the footage, which is, uh, you know, you can see if someone downloads it. So I said to him in the email, I was like, listen, here's the footage. You click this link to download it. As soon as you download it, there'll be like a receipt, essentially an electronic receipt saying that you've downloaded it. But he didn't bother downloading it. <laughs> so, um, so I don't know what he was trying to, you know, the controversy he was trying to stir, but, you know... Um, so that happened as well, but I just wanted to kind of make it perfectly clear that yes, I did agree he'd have a copy of the match and I did send it to him, but no, he didn't Never do anything it, with yeah. it. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I, I think that's it. And, and do I regret using him? Absolutely not. And, I, and I'm glad he got that one last Monster Hill reaction. Um, I can remember fondly the, the phone conversations we had now. Now I'm not worrying about it. You know, when I was worrying about him, is he going to get on the plane? Blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm like... You know, I, I that kind of made uh, that was always in the back of my mind. Of course, yeah. you know. Um, and then when he came over, did the match, and and what, and it all went fine. Like at that point, I could look back at the whole experience fondly. And then yes, it was very stressful the, those last few days um, after the show. It's ironic. Like I should have just again, like I should have just brought him in just for, if I if I could have done it differently, I'd have just brought him in just for my show and he would have gone home after my show. Um, that's the only thing I would have done differently if I were to do it again. That and obviously announce those face-to-face 
um, meet and greets um, at the same time I announce the match. But, you know, you live and you learn. Yeah, totally. Um, So, and I'd like to, again, just go on record to say that Vader was in his prime by far the best big man to ever grace a squared circle. It was a pleasure to be able to do some business with him. Um, and uh, and it's a real loss for the wrestling industry. And I know how much getting into the WWE Hall of Fame meant to him. And I, and, and I believe he was a first ballot Hall of Famer for wrestling, the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. And I very much hope that that this year... It's, too, it's almost too little too late, but I really hope that this year he can get inducted. Because I know like when he was getting the heart surgery and... You know, around this year, he'd—I'm sure he would love to have been inducted. And he just told like the year before, he had a year left left to live. And like again, it was almost all—it was almost eerie. It was around the time of Hall of Fame. Hmm, um, yeah. You know, so like it was almost like that was their opportunity to put him in, especially after he'd done the speech for Stan Hansen. Um, I guess two years prior. Um, so, um, so yeah, I just—I hope he gets in the in the WWE Hall of Fame where he, where he belongs, and I hope that. Um, gets a nice piece and I hope his autobiography that he was uh, he was writing and so proud of comes out as well yeah I can't wait to read a chapter about you I think it was already written by the time oh, uh, yeah <laughs> okay but, yeah but there you go there's, so that's the first time I think that's the first time ever I've told the full story about what went down because to me like I didn't feel it was um, wasn't really my place to say anything you know and it's not professional to say to talk about business dealings and and what have you and and I get, I'd, I'd I'd like to think that I've not done him any disservice in what in in what I've said so I hope I've explained the situation the best I could um, I hope I've conveyed um, the fact that there is no regret in in these mat in in what in what we did, what we did what we achieved um, and. Uh, yeah, I, and I I hope that people now can look back, and I think one of the most, one of the the happiest things for me was after I posted that, and I said, you know, this was a lot of people's first show. Quite a few people then tweeted me or sent me direct messages or commented on Instagram and said that was my first Rev Pro show. I went because of Vader, and I've been yeah. coming ever since. So that to me really vindicates that decision more than anything to to have that match go ahead and have that match happen. Um, so, like I say, I'm. I'm very happy with it, and I think that, you know, up until that point, that was probably the, obviously Will's now probably making mega money, but that was probably the biggest payoff that Will had got for a match up to that point. Um, I told him he'd be looked after for doing the match, and he was. Um, and I will reiterate, he wanted to do the match. So <laughs> it wasn't like me forcing him to do it, um, and as as did Vader. So there you go, there's a story. And and, uh, and like I say, hopefully, hopefully you've all got something from it. Um, and I hope it's not bored people because I know it's gone on a long time. Yeah. So. Well, next next week we might not be quite so distracted by the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Which I wasn't, by the way. That we had two other people at the office kept going. It's quite on. rude, really, wasn't it? Yeah, it's annoying yeah. as well. Um, cool. All right. Well, thanks very much for listening, everyone. If you have any questions on this, maybe people would like to send in a few questions, not for a and a but no, next week. Yeah, well, anything anything specific. So if you think that there's something that wasn't covered that you'd like to know about, um, or anything in particular about this topic, yeah, yeah, let us know, and uh, and I'll, I'll try and answer them next week. Next week for you, um, when I'm sure we'll have a much lighter um, 
episode next week. I think we'd, we're due one, aren't we? You're due yeah. for you know, fun one. Um, so hopefully we'll see what see what my state is uh, after Strong Style Evolved UK. Oh yeah, cool. So we'll All see right. you there at the matches. We'll see you at the matches. But don't forget to follow me on Twitter. B o y s i m m o n z. You can follow me at a quilden a q u i l d a n. We're both on Instagram. You'll work it out. Find uh, us. Wait, 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 um, wait. No, because I want. I want. This is topical. Uh, and if you want to be one of the over one hundred and sixteen people that um, have liked my picture of Vader, you can go see it for yourself because it is a very, very good picture and almost pretty humorous as well. So uh, at Boy Simmons nineteen eighty four. Brilliant. So uh, thanks very much for everyone, everyone for listening. Um, and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye. <laughs>